What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Don't forget to follow me on the socials on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. The Raptors continue their road trip after a disheartening loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, but the Charlotte Hornets hosting them in a home and home series might be the remedy that the Raptors are looking for. Now, the Raptors are still without Will Barton and Gary Trent Jr., and the Charlotte Hornets had majority of their key guys out of the rotation gordon hayward terry rosier kelly Oubre, lamella ball and i believe i'm missing one more oh yes pj washington i do apologize pj washington all heavy hitters for the hornets all out so the raptors going into charlotte the relatively healthier team the more experienced team the better team this should be a win for the Raptors but we've also seen this team play down to the competition we've also seen how these home and home series have played out and normally it ends up being a one-on-one split but if you were the Raptors you were feeling pretty good about your chances of coming away with a victory on this Sunday afternoon but as we've seen with this team you know things aren't going to be easy and it definitely wasn't there was an ongoing issue that the Raptors just could not seem to figure out all game long and as I focus on the only negative at least in my eyes the only negative from this game would have to be the perimeter defense and the transition defense from three they go hand in hand now granted the Hornets are without their heavy hitters as I previously mentioned But these are NBA players and you leave them open long enough eventually those shots are going to go down and all it takes is one and it certainly was the case for former Raptors Fima Hailuk who went 10 for 17 from the field and 5 for 9 from 3. I don't think he hit more than two threes as a Raptor but the Hornets percentage wise all season is not a very good three-point shooting team but the Raptors gambled they read the scouting report and they recognize that they're not a great three-point shooting team and they're not without their key guys in the lineup but again you leave them open long enough they will hit those threes and especially in the transition game the raptors very easily lost the trailer and it didn't take much for the hornets to swing the ball around find the open man and hit the wide open three the hornets shot 15 for 31 from three And we saw what happened last game against the 76ers. They hit 12 threes and the Raptors ended up losing the game. So scoring 15 threes and the Raptors going 8 for 28 for their efforts from the three. Had it been another team, this could have easily went south for the Raptors. But thankfully, that's the highlight for the Charlotte Hornets. And we move on to the positives for the Raptors. And I'm going to start off with the play of Pascal Siakam. Now, Pascal is the Hornets kryptonite he's averaging I believe 33 points against the Hornets this season and one more game to go so I imagine it'll be much of the same but after having a tough game against the Sixers this is how you want your best player to respond your superstar to respond in short he simply dissected the Hornets 36 points 7 rebounds 7 assists 2 steals on 6 for 24 shooting from the field 2 for 7 from 3 and 2 for 2 from the free throw line what I loved about this game is his patience nothing ever seemed forced 
He was patient when the double teams were coming his way, waiting for the play to develop. He looked tremendous off ball today. The connection between him and Freddie, we know what that gives and we'll, we'll talk about Freddie in a bit. But it was his patience, it was the confidence that he was playing with, it was the utilization of the players around him. He was not only creating for himself but he was creating for others and it opened up everything for Pascal. N literally nothing was uh, off the table from Pascal. He was able to get to his spots in the paint where he found lots of success. He was able to get a couple offensive rebounds. He was able to hit a couple threes. You name it. He got it done today. And that's exactly how you want your best player to respond. Now, it has been a roller coaster ride for Pascal since coming back from injury last year. But over the last few weeks, he's been piecing it all together. And minus a couple games here and there, I anticipate Pascal Siakam finishing strong with performances similar to this. As for the second positive, it would definitely have to be our leader, Fred Van Vliet, aka the selfish player, aka the hero baller, aka I'm playing for myself. I'm curious to know what the discourse is today surrounding Fred Van Vliet. He's been the lightning rod for the team's problems all season, and to an extent, to a very minor extent, he hasn't shied away from his true feelings this season, hence why he's probably getting all the harsh criticism, but, but it doesn't change the fact that he has been the lightning rod for this team. And after a tremendous game today, after setting the tone offensively for the Raptors, he was in complete control of the outcome from this game. Not to mention that he's the first Raptor to get 20 points and 20 assists in a game and you know some will say well it's against the charlotte hornets well how many other teams or players were able to accomplish this goal that fred van vliet did today he kept pressure on the hornets defense he found his teammates something that he's been criticized for not putting his team in great positions of success well he definitely accomplished that today and the team rewarded him for his efforts. They knocked down shots consistently. OG was absolutely on fire today. Pascal and Freddie Connection, we know what that gives already. And of course, the chemistry that he has built with Yakupertle very quickly since the acquisition of Yak. This is just another example of how important Fred Van Vliet is to this team. And I don't know if we get the job done without Freddie's fingerprints all over this game not to mention that he got three steals and he was making key stops defensively when the raptors needed it most and it led to transition opportunities these are the little things that fred van vliet can do for us on a consistent basis and i've said it before and i'll continue to say it this team is better when fred van vliet is on the floor and it's certainly better when he finds the healthy balance between playmaking and scoring the basketball 20 points 20 assists five rebounds three steals on seven for 17 shooting from the field one for eight from three and five for five from the free throw line next let's talk about nick nurse now we know the comments that he said during the presser has rubbed people the wrong way but i don't doubt for a second that nick nurse is still committed to this team he wants to see this team be successful but I think there needs to be a little bit of an appreciation that he is human and the way that this season has gone on it's certainly frustrating i'm sure it's frustrating for him i'm sure it's frustrating for the players and it's definitely frustrating for the front office they had bigger goals than this but how do you prep your team after a winnable game against the sixers you come out and 
you have a performance like this. You beat a team by 20. You found the right combination of players today. Uh, one lineup that I particularly liked was Scotty, OG, Coloco, Boucher, and Dowden. That was a great lineup. And then you saw him found another combination of players, which I think it involved Precious, Pascal, Jakob, Scotty, and I think Dowden. I just really thought that he coached a great game. He managed his timeouts well. They responded well out of those timeouts. And they put together an, an effective game plan. And, you know, something that has been a challenging thing for Nick Nurse this season is finding the right combination of players. Well, it's definitely easier when you put out the players that you do, especially in the second unit where we've had trouble holding leads when the second unit comes in. And they go out there and they do their job. It definitely makes their job easier. And it makes his job easier once everybody is bought in. Something that we've also struggled with all season. So despite what's going on in the press, despite what the fans are saying, to see him come out and make the necessary adjustments and help lead this team to victory is great to see him. And hopefully he can build on it. And as for the last positive, the Raptors got the job done. This could have easily been a trap game for the Raptors. And while the home-and-home -home series hasn't been kind to anyone this season, the Raptors needed a win. They got a win. And like I said, they beat them by 20 points, 128 to 108. The Raptors shot 56 for 104 from the field, uh, just under 54%, 8 for 28 from 3 at under 29%, and 8 for 8 from the free throw line at 100%. The Hornets shot 42 for 85 from the field at 49%, 15 for 31 from 3 at 48%, and 9 for 13 from the free throw line at 69%. Now, when we get into the other stats, there is a lot of positive for the Raptors. 45 to 37 in terms of rebounding, 38 to 26 in favor of the Raptors, and we know why in terms of assists. Points off turnovers favor the Raptors, 28 to 7. Fast break points, 22 to 17 also. But for me, it's the points in the paint, 90 to 44. You heard me correctly, 90 points in the paint, to 44 against the Charlotte Hornets. Despite having their young bigs, clearly the Raptors are far more experienced and they made the young big men work. It's, it is clear they were able to get into the paint at will, were able to crash the offensive glass and another stat, 15 offensive rebounds for the Raptors. They simply had their way with them and this was the component that the Raptors were missing from the Philly game. They weren't able to get it going from three and they weren't able to get it going in the paint against the Sixers. But today, the three ball wasn't falling, but they were able to find success in the paint. So that is definitely a trade-off that the Raptors are going to have to figure out. But also, we know this team suffers from the perimeter. And especially with Gary Trent being out and things haven't worked out with Will Barton as of yet. We hope that if they're able to struggle from the perimeter, that they'll be able to find similar success against the Hornets. But we will see how that develops as the season plays out. Now let's get into the individual performances today. We start with our starters. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Zach Pertle, and Fred VanVleet. Pascal Siakam, who celebrates his 29th birthday. So happy birthday to Pascal. And we appreciate the gift that you gave us on your birthday. A victory, a tremendous performance, flirting with a triple-double, 36.7 rebounds and 7 assists. OG Ananobi, another efficient game unfortunately and i know raptors fans are holding their heads in their chests 
he sprained his ankle going up on a possession and landing on a Hornets player's ankle. I forget who it might have been. Book Knight or possibly McGowan's. I'm not 100%. He tried to play through it and he simply could not get it going. Not what you want to see at this point of the season. Not what you want to see when OG is having a tremendous stretch of basketball. But historically and, and, and regrettably, this is what happens. He gets it going. Freak injury. And it just dampens the Raptors' plans. And especially in a playoff push with already Gary Trent Jr., one of our better shooters, out of the rotation at this point, to lose OG right now with the way that he's playing is not something that you want to see. But talking about the game itself, getting out in transition, playing great defense, shooting with confidence, letting that follow-through hang on every shot. He looks comfortable. He looks confident. Not to mention that he's able to stay upright more often than not nowadays and create opportunities while using the pick and roll it's it's been a tremendous development and he's seeing the floor better he's seeing the open man he's not forcing it he's finding that balance and i think that's what's been missing from og's game is finding ways to to be impactful balancing the defense and the offense and not forcing it offensively it's been great to see at this point of the season, we wish him a speedy recovery. Before this game, 23.7 rebounds, 1 assist on a very efficient 9 for 13 shooting from the field and 5 for 6 from 3. Scotty Barnes played the role of the connector piece, the, that guy that kept everybody in check, made the right plays when he needed to, not the offensive outpour that we got last game, but he was competing on both sides of the ball, and he was just making the high percentage plays. 12 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block on 6 for 12 shooting from the field. 0 for 1 from 3 and no attempts from the free throw line. Jakob Pertl, solid game from him. Exactly what you want to see from him. Was solid defensively. He got 4 blocks despite dealing with the athleticism of the young bigs of the Hornets. 16 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 4 blocks, and 8 for 12 shooting from the field. And as we already said, Fran Van Vliet, who becomes the first Raptor to have a 20-point, 20 20-assist 20 game. Solid game from Freddie. For our role players, Chris Boucher, a much better game from him. He was able to crash the glass and have a couple dunks for his trouble. 7 points, 5 rebounds on 3 for 9 shooting from the field, 0 for 1 from 3 one for one from the free throw line it has been a struggle from the perimeter for him but i imagine that that will improve much sooner rather than later precious to chua in 13 minutes eight points three rebounds on four for seven shooting from the field oh for one from three what i liked from precious in the early parts of the game was he kept things simple he wasn't trying to size up his defender he was running out in transition he was moving well without the ball. He kept it simple. I think with Precious dribbling less and taking a similar approach to OG, he will maximize his production on the floor. He took a very ill-advised three. I know he was wide open, but it's been a struggle for him. I don't want to see that from him a ton down the stretch. I want him to do a little bit more of the Simple plays, the high effort plays, because it's going to open up opportunities for him. But it was great to see him be efficient. It was great to see him 
be a better decision maker. I'm not going to complain too much about it. Christian Coloco, solid game from him. In 16 minutes, 6 points, 3 rebounds, and a block. He had a couple mid-range shots that he hit. And he was in a great position defensively for most of the time. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Chris Boucher and Christian Coloco have developed chemistry. They are great help side defenders. And when one of them gets beat, to have another one of them backing each other up is a tremendous luxury to have. I would like to see more of that. And it also gives... You know the second unit a different look and having Boucher, Coloco and even Precious on the floor at times staggered with some starters that's not a bad look you have Boucher that can stretch the floor out Coloco can be that rim running threat as well as Precious and he can also provide you in, ter in terms of Precious that is that perimeter defense that can turn into offense once he's locked in defensively so that is something that I want to see more of and Jeff Dowden today solid defensively didn't do much offensively he's definitely playing it safe but he's putting his teammates into successful positions he was able to get four assists today and it was great to see delano banton get a couple minutes he was able to get a rebound malachi flynn was able to get a couple attempts off one from three didn't hit any joe wieskamp was on the floor he was able to get a rebound same with ron harper jr Obviously, you would like to see those guys get more minutes, but Nick Nurse was not taking any chances today, and I certainly don't wrong him for doing so. We needed this win. The Raptors got the win. Now it's time for the Raptors to do it once again, playing the second game of a home-and-home -home series against the Hornets, which takes place on April 4th, which is a Tuesday with a 7 p.m. tip-off. I imagine the injury report is going to be the same. We definitely hope that Gary Trent Jr. can make his return, but that doesn't seem likely at this point. But I'm not really going to do a really hard preview for this game. I don't think there's much that needs to be discussed as the keys for, to victory. If there's one particular key that the Raptors should do differently, next game would have to be find the shooters on the Hornets. You can't afford to give them 15 threes and you can also expect to score 90 points in the paint i imagine steve clifford is going to make some adjustments i imagine that the points in the paint is not going to be that high if it is great but you don't want to go in with the approach of two games being the same because that's definitely not the case especially in these home and home series and an honorable mention the effort that you came out with on sunday afternoon make sure you have that effort on Tuesday night because you can't afford to lose these games you definitely can't afford to lose a winnable game against the Charlotte Hornets you come out there do your job like you did this afternoon and you should come away with the victory but we will see how that unfolds on Tuesday night and that's it for me thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in I appreciate every single one of you if you have not done so already please subscribe rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform I am everywhere and it'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.